This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. got your Bibles with you, we're going to turn to a few different verses this morning, but we're going to start in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. Um, But I want to introduce something to you um, that I'm hoping we are all aware of. We are in autumn. Okay, so maybe a few of you weren't aware. I'm bringing the bad news this morning. We are in autumn. That's why I have my Colonel Mustard top on. And clearly, clearly, everybody else got the memo, all right? I said to Lowell this morning, I said, I bought myself a uh, Colonel Mustard top. Let's hope um, Corrie and Laura don't... T- and lo and behold, I walked through the door, I was like, sisters, sister... No? <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, but you know, autumn has arrived, which is not a bad thing, is it? It's a bad thing, clearly. But, um, but you know, it's a, a new season, which means that brings change, which means that's exciting. It might fill us with a little bit of dread as uh, Hurricane Lorenzo is on his way. Should we worry about that? Have you seen? No, well, you should watch the news, people. Batten down the hatches. There is the strongest hurricane apparently northeast ever, the, the most hurricane, highest, strongest winds there have ever been, and it is going to hit Ireland. Okay, good news. <laughs> and Manchester, which in all fairness, it rains 362 days a year anyway, so they ain't going to notice a difference. But autumn has arrived, so with that has brought some change, as you can tell. We have made some changes. Um, but... Um, there's two ways I've, I've, um, I've found that with autumn that you can view it. The first one is the leaves are dying. It's pretty miserable, isn't it? Yeah. Or the second one is the new life behind those leaves is pushing away the old stuff. Yeah? How oh, I know. And that is how we get to my tenuous link of Project you. Hey, here we go. Look at that. As if by magic. Project you. You see, the tree is saying, I've got so much new stuff, so much to offer, so much to bring, that the old stuff, the old me, has got to go. And here we are this morning in this autumnal season. Yes, scrabble that one. Very impressive. And then here we are as Project You and Me. And during this wet and windy period, as it so well is, um, of the year, autumn, which sort of is um, August, almost summer, not quite. September, it tries, doesn't it? And then we've got October, which is fast approaching. November, which is miserable, miserable. December, oof, terrible. But this, this period of year is a period of year where we get some beautiful colours, but life is making way for new life. And at Hope, here we are, you and me, on this journey, on this Christian walk, and we are making way for new life. The old stuff has got to go so that the new stuff can come into blossom. Oh, isn't that lovely? Didn't even write that, you know. 
it's less the church here, this building. We've had some changes over the years, um, and we've now got ourselves into this way around in our new place. Um, and it's with anticipation, okay? We are ready to fill 80 seats, okay? So friends, colleagues, those people that you're working with, start telling them that church has got the, the space for you. So come along. I'd say cats and dogs, but next week Charlie's two dogs will be here. Then we've, been, <laughs> then we've been in a world of trouble. He's like, I heard dogs and Charlie. He's like, what? Turn the hearing aid on, Charlie, and you'll be able to hear me. Never mind. But uh, it's less about a building and more about the people. It's more about you, Project You. Now, if that scares you, and maybe it should just a little bit, that I might be talking to you this morning, if that scares you, well, I'm going to be positive. And what we want to do is try and think in a positive way. Think about how we can apply these things to our life, prayerfully helping us gain perspective and assurance in all that we are in him. And I guess that's quite a good place to start, you see, um, because as a church, our goal is to preach the good news, to tell people about Jesus Christ, amen? I feel like you're almost with me this morning. I know we've turned round, but please, you know, it, nothing's actually changed. Kevin prayed. Things have changed, but the message is exactly the same. So try and work with me, all right? Let's, there is new life in here. Hello? <laughs> oh, there we go. So prayerfully, we're going to step into what God's got for us. But really, the starting point is, do we know our Savior? Do we know the Lord Jesus Christ? Have we understood what the good news is about? We have a cross at the back, which is empty. Prayerfully, very soon, we'll have a cross up here, which will also be empty. Why? Because we worship a risen Savior, not a dead Savior. We have a Savior in the Lord Jesus Christ who has done what needed to be done on the cross. He defeated sin on that cross, and the grave couldn't hold him. No, no, no. He defeated death too three days later as he rose again, defeating sin and death so that you and me, little old you and me on planet Earth, can have the opportunity to ask the Lord into our heart to say sorry for the sin that we have and step into the new life that he has got set out for us. So that's our prayer as a church, that people would come under the sound of the gospel. We've seen lives uh, given to the Lord over the past few months. The Lord has blessed us with that. And Romans 10 verse 9, it's so simple, but so sometimes overcomplicated by people. But it is so simple. Romans 10 verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's as simple as it is. Don't overcomplicate it. Make it simple. You might not get the whole Bible. Let's have some honesty. None of us do. There are bits that we don't understand. There are bits that we have to look at. We have to study. It takes time to learn and to grow into. And the Lord reveals things day by day as we spend time with him in study. But if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess, believe equals live. Amen? So let Project You begin then. Kenny is going to be our uh, preacher over the weekend when we go to our church weekend, which is literally three weeks away. Wow, where has that time gone? Um, but Kenny is going to come along and he's going to share some thoughts with us that are based around this Project You. So really, I wanted to make a start on it this week because next week we have a blessing um, in the sense that we have a wonderful dedication. Happy days. 
So next Sunday, make sure you uh, come along and bring friends and family. We're going to have a dedication, um, and we're going to dedicate Laurel to the Lord and just say thank you to the Lord for her. Um, So that's encouraging. And then the week after, well, there's, ooh, excitement. Do you remember the days of uh, of a harvest festival? I can see Lol looking at me now going, don't call it that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's what we're going to do. We're going to give thanks to the Lord for all that he's given to us. So, and then believe it or not, it'll be the church weekend. So with that said, let's focus on you. And I don't want you to nod off, all right, because you think, well, what can he bring to me this morning? <laughs> See, Laurel agrees. But if we're going to know where we're going... We need to know where it all started. We need to know where it all started. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. You'll know the verse as well, I am sure. And I've even shared this thought with you before, but it's going to be our foundation. So, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And it simply says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Let me read it to you again, the first bit. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Now, we've looked at this before. We've understood the principle of what's going off here. Some will say, um, and theologians and scholars and people far more intelligent than I have argued the point that perhaps this is talking about some holy council, angels and such, all gathered together deciding what man should look like. But mm, I struggle with that. Why? Because it goes against what the Word of God says. The Word of God says this. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Now, when we start to piece that puzzle together and say, okay, Matt, what does the Bible say? John chapter 1. Turn with me there, if you will. John chapter 1. It's going to be up on screen, so don't panic. I have to waffle a bit to find it because I've labeled it with um, very expensive bookmarks. Anybody wants to know where I get these from, you just let me know, and I'll see if I can uh, put, a, put in a good word, you know. Genesis, uh, John chapter 1 says this, In the beginning, so that's Genesis chapter 1, remember, yeah? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Sounds like a mouthful, doesn't it? See how fast you can say it. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the Word was with God in the beginning. That's impressive. I feel it, it's better than that, but all right. You make effort, and only Alan applauds. But you notice there in your Bible, the, the word word has a capital W. Oh, look at that. Why do we have capital letters at the beginning of a word? Either it starts a new sentence, or it's a name. So in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So who is the word? Well, you see, the Bible's referring to Jesus. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. He was with God in the beginning. How do I know? Well, look at verse 14 of chapter 1. The word became flesh. Well, that's interesting. And made his dwelling among us. 
Who's that talking about? Jesus. So in the beginning was the word, and now we see that the word has become flesh. Well, simply then, we have to deduce that it's Jesus. I, I use the word deduce. It's because, it's because I've got my Colonel Mustard top on. Somebody's been playing, uh, what's the game? Cluedo. Anyway, so the word is Jesus. But also Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verse 5 says a similar sort of thing. Listen to this. He's talking specifically, discussing the Jewish nation and their history. But then he says this, theirs, as in the Jewish nation Israel, theirs are the patriarchs. And from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who, oh, hang on, who is God over all. Forever praised, amen. Now, this may not be news to you. You might know this. But I have to start here because these are the fundamentals of Christianity. And we have to get them pegged down in order for us to have a starting point. Because if we don't start there, we don't understand Project U. Because it, it's something that it shouldn't be. But if we start at the very beginning and we understand that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, were all there in the beginning, then it starts to make sense when we start talking about you. I don't know whether you know this, but you, you matter. And in the very beginning, God thought about you because you're important and your soul is important. It's hard to understand, isn't it, that in the beginning was the Word who was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And they talked about you. They talked about me. I was thought about. And so were you. So now we've pegged down the fundamentals of Christianity. We can start now to understand that we have a God who loves us, who's created us in his image. So therefore, we can already start to understand that he wants the best for us. And we can start to understand who we are and how we function best, how you function best. Now, how can I be so confident to know this morning that I know how you function best? Only you know you, don't you? Hmm. Genesis chapter 2, all the way back to Genesis. Have a look here with me. Let's see what the Word of God's got to say to us here. Genesis chapter 2. We get the account of Adam and Eve. And in verse 18, whether you've ever seen this before, chapter 2 and verse 18 says this. Then God said, it is not good... For the man to be alone, I will, I will make a helper suitable for him. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I don't know whether you've given much thought to who you are and how you are, but you know, we are, yes, created in the image of our God. But more than that, in the beginning, 
God, Father, Son, and Spirit were relational. And you and I, today, 2019, are exactly the same. We function good when we're together. We function good when we are together. You see, because we are a relational people. And you might think to yourself, well, Adam, surely, when he was there, he, he was relational in the sense that he had God with him. He wasn't on his own, was he? Absolutely not. But you see, that's vertical relationship. That's between Adam and God. That's a vertical relationship. But what God is saying here, Adam, it's not good for you to be by yourself. What you need is horizontal relationships, people that you can get to know and understand, who care about you, who love you, who also want to help do what you need to do. And that's where we build up relationships. Now, we know that the world has skewed how we view this, but I'm only going to go on what the Word of God says because that's the only place I can stand. Because outside of that, it's sinking sand but on what the word of God says he tells us that we are relational people and he's created us in such a way that we function best when we are being those kinds of people we need people we need friends we need companions we are a relational people I don't know again whether you've ever given this much thought but you were not created to do it on your own you were not created to do it on your own. And so often in our stoic nature, we say, I have got this. And there's nobody better at that than me. Alistair will testify to that, along with my wife. But there's a few times I was carrying things that he knows shouldn't happen. But of course, I've got to do it because I'll be fine. And then he grabs hold of it and it's like, you nearly killed yourself. I know. But we decide that we've got this. But we were not created to do things on our own. Neither without God or without people. You see, because we have a vertical relationship and we have horizontal relationships because that's how we were made. Remember, we saw in the very beginning that God, in that relational sense, made you and me. And now he's saying to us, well, it's not good for man to be by himself. He looked for a helper, but they were non-suitable. So he made woman. So the first and the most fundamental point of Project U, and this is why I've laid the foundation, because I tell you so regularly, it's not about who. You. But you see, if we do a whole series on Project U, and we're going to go away on the church weekend and look at you, you're going to think, it is about me. No, it's not. And this is, this is the point. Because this is where it starts. Because it's rooted in what God has done and how God has made us. And it's rooted in what the Word of God says. So when we're going to look at Project U, we have to understand this morning, as we will do over the coming weeks, that we need God and we need people. We need God first and foremost, but we need people in order to function and to live out what God has called us to do. It's interesting, isn't it, that when, God, uh, when Jesus left the pattern of how the church should be, that it involved more than one person, didn't it? It involved lots of people in order for the church to function. They, the disciples themselves, Peter was absolutely equal, but he was a leader among equals because that's what they need. Somebody just to take the front. And then from that point, everybody steps in. 
And everybody feels empowered to do what God has called them to do. And as a church, that's where we are. You know, none of this happens by accident. This happened because people gave up their time in order to come and help to make this, as you see this morning, to happen. It wasn't my effort. It was a lot of people's effort. And that's how it works, because we work better together. And when we talk about Project U, it starts with knowing that you need God and you need people. I can do it on my own. No, you can't. How do I know? Because the Bible tells me. We were made to be relational people. And that is our very basis of where we're going to start. And just to firm that up, just in case there are the skeptics out there, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, I know that you're not skeptical, but I do like you to know what Scripture says. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. And, And listen to this, and don't think this isn't for you, because it is for you. If you've put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is you. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You see, you are a chosen people. We are better together. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Again, not singular, but plural. A holy nation, not singular, but plural. Priesthood, not by yourself. It's not singular in any way, shape, or form, but we as a church, together for God's glory. Amen? A church together for God's glory. And Project U starts right in the beginning, and we're going to look right into who we are and how we are, and what the Lord has called us to be. But I would encourage you, do not forget, what is it not about? Absolutely. It is not about you. It is about him and bringing glory to him. But there is a good way to do it, and there is a wrong way to do it. There is a good way to do it, and a wrong way to do it. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning. And we ask, Lord, that you would just speak into our hearts over these coming weeks as we look at ourselves and our walk with you. And we just ask, Lord, that you would encourage us, that you would strengthen us. Father, that we might just know that we are set out as you've called us to be and we are living as you've called us to live with relationships with people, loving people, sharing with people and bringing the good news about Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that you loved us enough to have thought about us in the very beginning. And Father, with excitement and anticipation, we step into all that you've got for us. So Lord, as we just worship again together now, we pray that you'll bless us, that you'll encourage us, Lord, and strengthen us. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.